The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. Okay, <laughs> this, this, I'm going to put this, I'm, okay, I'm putting this at the top of the episode. This okay. will be good. We will, we will talk for 16 minutes about other things, but these chapters are good. Cue the motherfucking intro. Let's go. What's up, hot queens? Did you bring the baby gherkins? <laughs> this is when I really felt like maybe we shouldn't do this podcast. Astronomical. Astronomical. I hate to see it. Wasted potential. Are you drunk? <laughs> I am so drunk right now. Welcome to Bad Author Book Club, where we're not like other authors, we're worse. I'm Ryan LaSala. And I'm Clarabelle A. Ortega, and we are two authors reading the most bizarre fiction we can find. Before we get to that, I wanted to invite everyone to seek us out on social media, find us on Discord. All the links to follow us personally or the show itself are in our show notes. We've got lots of exciting things on the horizon, and we don't want you to miss anything any of it uh specifically check us out on discord because i was just sending clarabelle links to this but the fan art that we have been getting there is is, so deeply unhinged so deranged it's very funny it's like there i said i sent clarabelle an image that is one of the thumb people from spy kids with lex who's one of the main characters driving around on an airspeeder and it's like a, it's like a small film that someone created. It's amazing. It's so so good. Uh, we love it, and I suspect other people will love it too. So yes, find the invite link for our Discord in our show notes and meet us there to discuss all of the pressing, incredible details in this amazing book. We'll see you there. So Angel, how are you? Give me the updates. How's it going? It's going. So I've started doing something a little bit exciting, which is that. So I feel like I'm talking to like my close circle of friends when I'm here. (laughs) So um, I am going on sub with a young adult book very soon. Yes. Very soon. And I for those of you who don't know, I've been 
trying to publish a young adult book since like 2016, right? Like that was like my initial goal mm-hmm. um, when I got into publishing. It just so happened that I debuted as a middle grade and my goal with my agent has been since then to sort of like build up my middle grade career and then launch me in YA. Yes. So I think we've accomplished the getting me solidly solidly into middle grade. I I I would say so. There (laughs) are few people as solid as you in middle grade right now. So yeah. So I, I finally, uh, I'm doing like the last touch revisions on this young adult book that I started writing like so long ago and Mm -hmm. I've revised a couple of times and I'm really excited about it. But what I've started doing is I've actually started posting about it more often and like planning, like, well, planning posts and like TikToks to like talk more about like the books and the tropes. And Mm -hmm. it's really funny because like I famously always say like I'm really bad at writing romance and somehow this book has so many really good romantic moments in it. And I was like, who wrote this? Who is she? I'm so proud of you. I know that you have been working on this for, well, on and off. Because I know that you've been prioritizing. You have like a zillion projects going on yeah. too. And I know that this has sort of been in your orbit for a time. And I also know what it means to you to be able to like be working on this. And mm. to finally reach the part where you get to send it out on sub. Like, I'm so excited. Like, I know. It's going to be great. It's going to be so much fun. It's really exciting. And it's especially exciting because like there is a there. I I actually made a video about this. There is an element of like more calm and quietness when you're a middle grade author Mm -hmm. as as opposed to YA. Like I will get like feral children sometimes like on my TikTok, like leaving like messages in like all caps. But then they move on and like do other stuff. They don't really camp out on like authors pages like that. Right. Um. Whereas YA readers is like a whole other thing. So like Mm -hmm. even seeing like two or three people be like, oh, my God, this sounds so good. I'm really excited for this. I hope it comes out. It's like so fun for me because I'm not really used to getting those levels of like social media interaction in the same way. Um, So it's been it's been fun and so scary uh, because also famously the first time I was talking about one of my YAs on social media, a group of people who were my quote unquote friends were talking shit about me in a discord. Wait, really? <laughs> or in a Slack group or some crazy oh shit. Oh my god, the shit talking Slack groups of publishing. My god, wait. I, know. I don't remember this. Or maybe I do, but I can tell you later, but basically them. I was talking about it on like Twitter like, "Oh my god, I'm so excited. I really wish that like publishing would take a chance on this." And apparently someone was like, "Well, if it was any good, it would have gotten bought, bought like like picked up by now well which ate me up because nobody nobody picked it up yeah. um <laughs> they, they ate, you were right they, ate you up. they got you um but i just it was really shitty because this person was supposed to be my friend mm. and wait can you mouth the person's name to me well i could just mute myself for a second just for the drama clarabelle oh, okay <laughs> I wait. oh oh my god God, <laughs> Jesus. Okay, yes, this this tracks. Uh-huh. This uh-huh. clicks, bitch. If you're out there and you know that we're talking about you, we remember the North remembers. Yeah. And I, w- I, I mean, I'm never gonna like talk about who it was publicly or anything like that. It was a long time ago. It's fine, mm-hmm. but there are certain. It's hard to put yourself out there 
it's hard to even as an author who has a bunch of books out there like it can be scary to mm-hmm. feel exposed when mm-hmm. you are showing like a new vulnerable side to yourself yeah and like my experience with it last time was a it didn't sell and b i got shit talked by supposed <laughs> friends in private worst possible experience seriously so now i'm quite nervous but like i'm also hoping that like i get like a really big book deal because then like what better revenge <laughs> yes oh absolutely and and mm-hmm. the huge irony is, is you're talking about like the insecurity this is sort of bred into you and that person is the least secure person I fucking know. Like, oh my God, yes. Like, totally. Like, they're in shambles all the time. And all the time. Like, that that kind of conversation, even the need to have a Slack group where you're, like, shit-talking people comes out of insecurity. And insecurity is something that you can give away, right? And so, mm-hmm. I'm, but, like, clearly you've conquered it. Like, here you are on the other side of an extremely successful, like, middle-grade rock-solid career. You've worked on this. There's excitement already for it. So I've got my fingers crossed. We never know what's going to happen, but I am so excited that you even took the steps to get this far because that, in this world, is quite remarkable. Many people would not. Yeah, I think it, I think part of it, like looking back on like why it took me so long to actually finish revising it, I think the fear was definitely part of what held me back. Yeah. I also think I didn't have the chops to write the book that way that it needed to, but like I you don't know that in the moment, right? Like Dude, you just no. know like problems keep cropping up, you don't know how to fix them. This is the first time I revised it and I was like, Okay, this is solid. Like mm. this is a really good foundation for a book that like an editor will be able to help me make something really shiny mm-hmm. and really great for like my new young adult readers, which those are like the witchlings readers. Like they will be young adult readers by then, which is so oh, scary and weird. The difference but- <laughs> between this book and from what I know about it and what I've read of it in like a past version and witchlings is wild they're, they're, oh my god and it's so much worse now ryan like you don't even know i'll send it to you once it's all done we're like wrapping things up with it but mm, um okay but yeah it's it's exciting and fun and sort of like really cool to be able to talk about something in a whole new age category for a whole new audience and i'm really hopeful for the future to see what happens with it i i mean the i'm sure i'll tell stuff to our listeners before i'm supposed to um or hint at things because i'm really bad at keeping secrets so Mm -hmm. uh, Mm -hmm. but it's still a little ways off Mm. submission Mm -hmm. but close enough that i feel it like breathing down my neck a little bit i'm excited yes we, we we will have the scoop in the bad author book club let's see what updates do i have uh yeah tell us not much i I Halloween in like October in general is such a busy time for me and for for you too. But like if you write anything spooky or like fantastical or like, Mm -hmm. you know, I write horror. And so like I tend to be asked to do many things on Halloween, but also I have like a very active Halloween calendar. So I feel like I'm still recovering from the many, many things I was doing in October. And I'm not even done with like travel for Beholder. I'm doing... Uh, y'all fest coming up in a few weeks and then there's also like anime nyc which i don't have to travel to but just sort of these like big weekend long trips so i'm taking the time while i'm at home to try to kind of reset a little bit because i have to write another book by march and i know what the book's about i have it completely outlined but the next thing i have to do is actually sit down and write it And before I do that, though, I'm really trying to make a concerted effort to, like, reset my space because I know that once I start writing, I am going to let everything fall into disrepair. 
Mm-hmm. And I'm still yeah. putting things back together from the disrepair of like launching Beholder and like my room is like a mess and there's like clothes everywhere. And so yesterday I finally like bit the bullet and cleaned my desk. Like that's where I'm starting. And it feels great. Like I feel so much better like being able to see uh, like the corners of my desk. I haven't seen them in eons. It's so wild how much that can help. Just yeah. like cleaning up, opening the windows, getting like fresh air circulating mm-hmm. in your place. Like all of those things are really, really important. Totally, totally. And so I now feel even though like there's there's no real correlation between this, like for whatever reason, organizing my physical space tends to. Well, what am I trying to say? I guess there is a correlation between like what my like the inside of my head looks like and what my space looks like that, you know, those things are reflections of one another. And I found that like, yeah, like you can sort of clean house in your head and then that'll lead to you like maybe feeling more motivated to like clean up your apartment or something like that, too. But I found that the reverse works for me, that if I take the time, like even if I feel terrible about it and like I want to do nothing else, like if I actually take the time to like reset my space, it works backwards. And then my head suddenly feels a lot less cluttered as well, too. So I want to try to make an effort to kind of like do that, see how it goes. But I am excited because it does mean that like I'm about to start a new book. So I'm, I'm very psyched uh, and I can guarantee that I'm going to be much less hinged moving forward as that becomes something that I that I get trapped within for the next couple of months but don't you worry I will take everyone along for the ride I've also been posting a lot more on TikTok about like my writing process and those videos have been very popular I, I am really loving them I feel like you really hit a good stride of like giving advice in your own natural voice mm, yeah and like in the like it just feels like I'm having a conversation with you yeah which is great because i feel like you're someone who's easy to talk to and listen to mm-hmm. so like when that comes across in your tiktoks i'm like yes work thank you it's amazing i just am so sick of seeing people on tiktok posting advice and i'm like oh you are, don't get me started like why why what do you why, what do you know about why? any of this why are you talking <laughs> right like people who don't like people who have very like openly admitted like i found all this out during one night of research yeah don't like there was this one person who was like giving facts of traditional publishing oh my god and they were all wrong and (laughs) this person has never worked in been traditionally published doesn't have an agent and like fully admitted like i i i knew after one night of research after finding all this out that like this wasn't the right path for me. And I'm like, you found out all wrong info though, because you probably just listened to what you wanted to hear. Also, you probably sought out other people like you who see one or two things and extrapolate a point and make a judgment about an entire section of an industry. And now here you are doing the exact same thing. And someone else is going to do one night of research and they're going to find your video. And this is going to be like a self-perpetuating like, corruption and oh it just drives me fucking crazy so i don't like i don't want to be a tutor to people or really i don't see myself as like a mentor but i do like um to be transparent about like my own journey too so yeah if if for whatever reason our listeners don't get enough behind the scenes from our podcast if you find either of us on like tiktok specifically right now uh, I think both of us do a pretty good job of like piercing the veil as they call it and and showing that we also <laughs> I don't know how to say this politely. We're also successful. So if you want this point of view of people from people who are not like totally embittered by like, you know, um, right. a lack or, of success, like, or yeah. you want like a combination of like, cause we also talk about our failures quite often, right? Mm. Like 
you can seek us out and we we can we can be that for you. Yeah, I think we also do a really good job of sort of like explaining that, like, even though we experience things a certain way, some sometimes they can happen differently. Like so different. the, the thing about publishing that makes it really hard is that it's like really easy to form a conspiracy theory mm-hmm. in the same way that it's easy to form a conspiracy theory in the real world, which is if you take a, a grain of truth mm-hmm. and sort of like expand that into like whatever wackadoodle thing you want to tell people then it feels more real right Mm -hmm. because if you tell people like yeah traditionally published authors only get like five to ten percent royalty rates technically that is true in some cases however it's also true that we're making those royalty rates off of the list price Mm -hmm. whereas publishers are making it off of the wholesale price so it is completely different. It changes like the 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 ratio. It changes everything. But they don't explain that. They don't go deeper into it because they see a stat and mm. they run with it without looking at like what the implications of those stats are. And it really does bother me because like not only is it discouraging for newer authors, especially mm. marginalized authors, um, but it's also spreading misinformation because you're trying to cope with the decision that you made like if you're happy with the decision that you made be happy with it don't try to like convince everyone else that your way is the only way mm-hmm. that is what bothers me yeah yeah it's a mess it's a mess speaking of messes oh here we go i guess <laughs> <laughs> chapter 15 after the emergence fall livia just after. We don't know when. The countdowns, they're a thing of the past. Here we are on the yeah. other side of the emergence Fuck ball. the countdown and time. I, who is she? And I want to remind you, you were the one who was like, I want to get back to Livia's chapters. Well, I'm sure you feel goofy silly now. You know what? I should have is... never said shit. <laughs> yes. Because, okay, technically this is sometime after the emergence ball. Yeah. But like... It wasn't really giving what I was hoping it would give. (laughs) Which, you know what? It's my fault. It's my fault for believing. For a moment, Mm. I was Ryan coded. And I believed in in an unhinged woman for no reason. Um, (laughs) Listen, listen, though. I don't fault you now that you've said it's Ryan coded. Now I have to defend you, you motherfucker. But listen, (laughs) listen. This is the, like, this could be such an interesting moment. Like, Livia was just almost assassinated, so it stands to reason that the next time we hop into her point of view, it's going to be, like, chaos, like, the moments after, or it's going to be, you know, like, the fallout from this. None of that happens. What we get instead is that she is, I don't actually know where she is physically in this chapter because it's mostly just her, like, reflecting and she's like from my isolated summit I watch the world beneath me and I like and I I feel so stranded in my like we're sort of back to like that kind of like melancholic writing and all she's doing is like every other fucking chapter in this book is she's recounting to us in summary what has gone on and all that's gone on for the past couple of days I don't know or like maybe it's like been a week even we don't know is that her reputation has been tarnished by the assassination attempt and uh and Marius has been desperately trying to find her a suitor and that hasn't been going well there's very little like sense that like oh my god you were almost just killed that's not that doesn't really like play 
<laughs> in her thoughts. Yeah, yeah, at all. It, and she does. It's very strange. Like that part of it is mm. very strange. If especially for other moments that are going to come later on that we'll talked about. We'll talk about. Yeah. Um, I would have loved for it to pick off, pick up right where it left off with Kane being dragged Dude, away. Yes. It would have been so impactful to watch the actual. Um, what are the men called? The proper young men or proper whatever. Young men, yeah. See them leaving one by one. Like apologies, I gotta get the fuck out of here. And like Mary is like begging them, please stay. And like Livia in that moment realizing, what if I was wrong this whole time? Like this thing that I like mm. put down all these all these years. Like now finally I'm watching my future crumble before me and realizing I'm gonna become this like isolated person that i never really wanted to be yeah um because as it stands right now she does sort of have that revelation of like oh shit my future's ruined Mm -hmm. but it's like you never cared about that before though Mm -hmm. like in what moment did that snap happen i would have liked to watch it happen Mm -hmm. because it was it went from like i hate this i don't want to get married like fuck uh, etiquette class all of that is bullshit to my life is ruined. What am I going to do? Nobody wants to look at me. Blah, blah, blah. Right. Okay. When did that change happen? I, we need to see it. It's like, a, it's like a, such an important pivotal moment and they just robbed us of it. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I love the idea of this picking up like right after her watching her future trickle away as like all these guests leave her estate. Instead, I, again, like I don't really know where she's standing in the chapter, but she's recounting how she, you know, has hidden in the pantry to listen in on meetings that Marius is having with various people and she's trying to kind of basically like still arrange a marriage yeah. and mm-hmm. the only like the the person the person who's taking this the hardest is, is the governess, governess who had a full menti b and it is a full one she like so it's why her tits are so big it's because her heart yeah, is huge and it needs to fit she can't take it and so the governess apparently fell into some sort of like torpor and would like was like on bed rest it was like Livia was literally sitting and keeping vigil (laughs) over the governess who was like tossing and turning in her sleep like she has the consumption occasionally reaching out to grab Livia and be like Livia like don't forget to fold your laundry or like Livia do you want to crumb don't climb trees or you'll get scraped again and then this went on for like days. That's how we know time has passed because the governess is the one that's most broken up about this. And then she was shipped off to like a a facility, like a rehabilitation facility yeah. that is said to be like a place for vacation. But according to Livia, it's like they're going to like electrocute the fuck out of the governess. Yeah, she's in for a one flew over the cuckoo's nest experience. Nurse Ratchet. She's like Nurse Ratchet. Coming. Even bigger tits. Even bigger tits. <laughs> they're gonna have it'll, a, it'll be a battle. It's going to it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a tit off. bouncy house battle between yeah. these two. But I like, why, why? I don't mean, I don't know why. I guess that's a stupid question at this point. But like, <laughs> like that person, like she, like the governess had like a mental breakdown. And, and they get like, mind you, this is like all in summary, which is bizarre because we could have done this in like present tense summary. Like it could have started where you said, and then we could have gone through, like we could have kind of quickly done this. So this book like continuously elapses time in like the past tense. So it's all review, but I'm like, why couldn't this just be in present tense? Like it could still be a summary. It could start where you said, and then we could go through the, you know, the things that have happened since then and like alongside 
I don't really get it. But yeah, like this has all happened in the past. But it also it leaves the question of like, okay, well, what's happening in the present? And I might be wrong about this, but I do believe that Livia is just standing at the edge of her island. Because that's kind of where the, the chapter ends with her. And I think that's just where mm-hmm. she's been the whole time. Yeah, I think so. I, I was like, is she like on a balcony or like she she was overlooking something because she was watching like the carrier cars or whatever come right. like in okay. and out. So she was somewhere outside. Um, the thing that bothered me about the whole governess thing is that like she's never really like she did, I guess, love the governess at one point. Um but like now all of a sudden she's like, I failed her. Like I'm not able to like support her after In the all way the support that she's, she's given me. Yes. And I'm like, what are you talking about? You literally, all you did was complain about her like for so long. And now all of a sudden it's like, oh, this person who supported me, like they're always like kind of, they're always gaslighting us about the relationships that Livia has had and Lex has had with people without actually showing us any of those moments. It's very very frustrating. Right, like we were there and all of this book has taken place in the past bringing us up to like the present day events. So where were these moments where like it, the literal line is here we go. In her greatest time of need, I can't return the comfort and support she she's given me. But you hated each other and also you spited her constantly. Yeah. And, and she na- literally says I have failed her. Like bro, Okay, oh, here's what needed to happen. She needed to see as her future was falling apart and it really set in that this is the thing all along that she was setting herself up for by being so recalcitrant to, like, all of the lessons and the governess and the tutoring. Like, she needed to realize that, like, oh, my God, there's a real threat here and that the people in my life were trying to help me the only way that they knew how and I made their lives so hard and now it's too late and it's not only ruined my life, but it's, like, also ruined theirs. Like, my actions do have an impact on the people around me that have been charged with my welfare. Like, that's a very... Super agree. Super agree. Extremely YA lesson, right? Because that's something that, like, a child can't necessarily conceive of, but a teen can, right? Like, some, some, some children, sure, but, like, I feel like that's something that, like, a lot of people realize, like as they approach adulthood and they sort of are able to understand adults a little bit better while also sort of still being in the 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 shoes of of a kid right like a teen an adolescent mm-hmm. so that would have been a great thing for for her to realize and I, I i don't even think this is even remotely what they were trying to say but it's just what we're sort of like adding adding in here it makes no yeah. sense the way that it's written yeah it makes zero sense i Really agree with you. I wish that they had taken that approach, but they don't. They can't do anything right. So wait, um, what about the island that smells like vomit? Can we talk about that for a second? We are gonna we're we're gonna get to that. Okay, um, tell in a me. Second. Okay, it's very important. I just want to point out that like I am at least happy that Marius reassures her that she's the actual victim. That's great. Yes. In this situation, because it's like everyone, like when I'm I'm talking the maids, the garden crew, like nobody wants to even look in Livia's direction. Yeah. Which is like such an interesting kind of examination of like what violence against woman, women in this world means mm-hmm. and like how people react to it. But it makes me, it, it feels a little bit at odds with like how much women are meant to like be pure and proper. Mm-hmm. Are they blaming her for getting attacked? Like, 
it's unclear and that's the big this was going to be my thorn for the chapter until something else happens a little bit later but yeah you're totally right like at no point does Livia articulate what exactly ruined her reputation it's just that there's been a scandal and it's this really sort of juvenile idea of like oh my god like there's been like a, a scandal and we don't need to investigate any further it's just the fact that there was a scandal at right. all but again like this is the the premier heiress of the fucking islands with the yeah. tiniest waist who's the best at balancing on floating platforms like this is the this is the baddest bitch ever so you would think that there would be like some i don't know some recourse against the the blemish of like a scandal that she didn't even cause like she's clearly the victim of it but yeah i don't know why like even reading this and talking about it now i still don't quite understand what about what happened has anything to do with ruining her reputation right that's what i mean too so like and also does this carry over to like other instances of violence against a woman in this world like is if any woman is attacked is it painted as her fault or is it just because it happened during her party is it because she left the party you know which i wish they would have told us that like well yeah you left to meet this guy in the barn and like that's why it happened like that feels more there we go believable to me Mm -hmm. right like oh you went off to be by yourself with him like and then it caused this huge scandal but like she was literally like they tried to kill her and it's her and she's being blamed for it i feel like it's so misogynistic and terrible and like backwards and so it is i actually think this is gonna sound crazy the misogyny is not misogynistic enough like we're not really getting the like we're not getting the through line of like oh like the like the victim blaming here is is not making sense because it's not actually misogynistic enough. Like there, like nowhere does someone say like, oh my god, like a woman who ruined her own party, or oh my 100%. god, she she mm. she lured a man out into the woods, so like you know she earned it. Like you know that that whole type of misogynistic thinking isn't really in the the text anywhere. And like that's actually yeah. what we need because we need to know how fucked up it is that she's being blamed and she's sort of owning this scandal, but. Because the text sort of shies away from any of that stuff, like, it's misogynistic, but not in a way that we can really, like, identify, and yeah. the result is that, like, it doesn't really make sense, and I was I was sort of waiting multiple times to, I, I thought that maybe, like, who's the skies are Pesa? I thought that maybe, like, she would spread a rumor or something like that that would kind of put this into context. I don't yeah. remember her name either, but, like... You know, there's like a few a few different angles that we could have taken, which we've just chatted about. But yeah, unfortunately, the big failing of this chapter so far is it's not misogynistic enough. Yeah, I just I, I know what you mean, though. Like it should be a feature of the world. It should be an intentional yeah. Yeah. thing rather than like us guessing at it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's very frustrating. So I wanted to also point out that in this sort of like passage of the book, she talks about how she's going to now become a free thinker, AKA like a spinster, right? An outcast because no one's going to want to marry her. And she says, no one chooses to be a free thinker. And then in another moment, she says, your name and Island are all you have. And one doesn't stand without the other. Where was this energy before? (laughs) Right. (laughs) I guess she didn't, she, this is not like a fish out of water story she grew up in this world she should have known this from the beginning why didn't she care before it should have been addressed 
Yeah. Like she could have talked about how she knew she was going to become nothing and her island was going to mean nothing because now she's so ashamed she can't even look at her father's study when she walk- walks past it. But this is what she's been wanting the whole book. Yeah, I'm like, I'm like you got it. Girl, w- make up your mind. She does say like, it's my awful selfish dream come true. And I, I'm, like, I'm like, yeah, so... Like it, you could you could have all of this, and you could have her be like, "I didn't realize what I was setting myself up for." Right. Like that'd be fine too. But instead, the texture situation are completely as like forlorn, which is so at odds. Like even like even if you learn the wrong lesson or something like that, or like a like a repercussion like comes and gets you, like you feel regret, you feel like humiliation, all these other things. But it feels like robotic that it like feels like a different character to be quite honest, like with a a character Mm -hmm. with zero memory of every single thing she's done up until this point. And I'm like, where's the consistency? But I agree. I mean, who cares about any of this? Because there's an island that smells like vomit floating around. So that is very true. Let's talk about that. There's someone named master is mentioned. And I swear to God, I forgot who that was. So, um, he's like one of the only people who visits, um, Oh, is that her and, like her like um tutor, like the combat tutor that told her not to cut oh. an apple in half? Oh, I guess so. <laughs> I don't remember. The, so the island that basically the governess was sent to <laughs> a, a, I don't know, like a like an island for like rehabilitation. And somehow this gets Livia to thinking about how like it's seen as a holiday, but really it's the worst thing ever. Yet hubbies, people from the hub would love to go and spend like a life's worth of money on like these, you know, rehabilitation centers getting like shock treatments and things. There's actually two different places, right? There's Sunrise Island, which I believe that's like the rehab place. And then Paradise Holiday. Oh, yes. Where hubby's retreat. So that's like the (laughs) vacation places. But right. Yes, like Paradise Island, where they go on Paradise Holiday. So, like, the hubbies, like, will spend a lot of money to go up there. But apparently, it's the best two days of any, like, poor person's life. And it's known for the abundance of refreshments. So, it's basically, like, like alcohol, I think, is what she's meaning here. Yeah. Um, and it just causes people to have vision-inducing, in- mind-altering beverages that make them vomit. And you can smell the vomit from other islands. What this what this was giving so much classism to me. Yes. This was giving them talking about like, can you believe people have to save their whole life to go to like a sandals resort yes. for like oh, five yes. days? I was say this. Like, <laughs> like, oh my god! Like, you know, these poor people like save up to go to like, you know, like carnival cruise, Cancun, right? Like, oh my god, yeah, like a carnival cruise, <laughs> something like that too. Like, to just like vomit and they don't even remember it. Like, wow. Like, I, I was like, why? It, there's no reason for this to be in it. at like, it all doesn't it makes, it's not like why they squish these two things together like it ha- it has no place yeah in the story like uh, why yeah. so anyways i just needed to bring that up because i thought it was such a funny <laughs> stupid detail but onwards she talks about the free thinker thing no one chooses to be a free thinker free thinker i believe is an actual like term in in mm-hmm. in drithian society and i actually love that i love that they're called free thinkers but they're like spinsters and everyone hates them and they are like recluses that's kind of fun um her maids are avoiding her yada 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 oh she's alone except for veda so we get a veda shout out how's veda handling this assassination attempt she saw the whole thing 
I feel like she's just hanging out inside of the um <laughs> she's the archives. Play, she's playing roller coaster tycoon. Yeah, she's playing Roblox. <laughs> yes. She's like fuck this. Yes. She's galloping around Roblox currently. <laughs> and then um let's see. Oh, but then okay, this is important. Even as she's contemplating all of this, and um she mentions that like Tamarius, she does briefly ask about him in italics. She doesn't know his name, his name being Kane. And Marius is like vehemently like, do not ask about him. He's in like the council headquarters, a detail that I'm sure will come in handy soon. Uh, and she says like, do not like think like, don't think of him yet. Yet Livia's mind consistently strays to him. And then what follows is this like weird passage where she's like, I think of him and I think of this kiss. And she's like, she's like weirdly. <laughs> she's weird. Why are you booing? so stupid <laughs> she's like weirdly enamored like with replaying this memory like did he want to kiss me was it a nice kiss did i like it like that's kind of mm. where she that's where she's ended up at the end of this chapter about like being isolated her future being ruined is that she her her mind is never far from this boy that just tried to kill her and ruined her life yeah, yeah. what an <laughs> idiot <laughs> i mean who among us has not <laughs> focused on a man trying to ruin her. I'm life. sorry, but he he assaulted her, tried to kill her, and now she's like, I can't stop thinking about him. It's <laughs> not great. It's giving um a straight men writing women vibes. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> she can't get him out of her head. But so where where it ends is um let's see, I'm just gonna read the ending because I actually actually really like this. <laughs> Perhaps this is what happens when you are left to your own devices. If this continues, they'll send me off to where governess has gone. A sandals resort. <laughs> Maybe we could do a double mental meltdown special at Sunrise Island. I'm telling you right now, if we ever have live shows, that's going to be the name of it. Yes. Oh, God. I'm coming in full Carnival Cruise merch. I'm coming as a thumb. Oh, my God. So continues. No, I'll be Veda. Okay, keep going. <laughs> okay, sorry. Uh, continues. Something must happen soon, I think, looking out towards the clouds. And there it is, flying straight at me. And that's the end of the chapter. <laughs> and who do we know that is zipping about the sky in like a little scooter, a little air scooter? It's Lex. It's Lex. So, <laughs> oh my God. Um. We- we we're gonna save this till the next episode. It is gonna be the first meeting of Livia and Lex. Maybe we don't know. We don't know. We don't want to spoil anything. But we'll see. Jesus fucking Christ! It's about fucking time. So, do you have a rose and a thorn for this chapter? Ryan? Okay. So there are a few. There's actually it's a short chapter. Nothing really happens in it. There's a, a lot to comment on though, and I think my rose is that. I love that ending. I love the ending that she's like, and suddenly like, you know, my future is like racing at me in an airship and like the, it's a great sort of like hooky ending. Like I immediately want to turn the page and see what happens next. My thorn is that should have been this, like the start of the a chapter or like, I don't know, like we shouldn't be ending right here per se. Nothing really happens in this chapter. And I don't know. I feel like it was not spent on what it needed to be spent on. It either needed to be in the past Covering the multitudes of like, you know, mental crises that have been happening on Helix Island, or it could have like 
picked up here. It sort of feels mm. like it's one or the other. But at the same time, I'm contradicting myself because I do like it as an ending. I think it was like nice and snappy. I think it was a good ending as well. Yeah. Okay. What about you? Oh, uh, what's your rose? I don't know. My my rose is that. Oh, my no. My rose is that I like the ending. That I think the ending's good. Oh no! What's your thorn? That I that yes that you hate the ending yeah just let me look I'm a multitude (laughs) of contradictions all right I contain multitude I'm complicated deal with it okay (laughs) um I'm gonna say my thorn is where the chapter began like the time jump I really (laughs) wish that it had started right after the ball there was so much tension it felt really high stakes I would have loved to see her getting chastised yelled at by like PCF officers like her wondering what's happening to Kane all of these things would have been so cool to see in the moment so I think it was squandered and then like kind of fast forwarding all the parts that we actually wanted to see and then like just got to her thinking back on all the interesting (laughs) parts which is so silly oh my god Um, a rose was hard to find. I will say that the end was very good, but mm. I also appreciated that at the very least, Marius was able to comfort her and let her know like, hey, you're actually a victim yes. in this whole thing. Because yes. we spend the whole chapter of her being ashamed, like not even their employees like want anything to do with her. Yeah. And it just feels so violent towards someone who was just like almost murdered a young girl at that. Um, so to have that moment of compassion was amazing. But I also have got to say, I just love the governess having a breakdown. I feel like yes. it makes so much sense, even though it doesn't. I absolutely loved it. I want to go to the double meltdown, Sunrise mental meltdown special. special at Sunrise Island. Take me there. Give me a Bahama Mama. I will be good. Yes. What's funny about the governess having a meltdown is that it doesn't make sense really for the book, but it does make sense for the version of the governess that we have consistently designed. It's like our headcanon governess. <laughs> yes. like she would be having a mental breakdown. She's like, oh! Yeah. Oh. She's like running through the halls in Crimson Peaks, clutching her massive tits and yeah and um as she should be yeah yeah, as is her right as is her right so okay and that is the end of chapter 15 of our lovely season two selection thank you hot queens for tuning in uh our consistent reminder to seek us out on social media all the links are in our show notes and also find us on discord uh recently there has been a there's been a renaissance of fan art and funny things happening on discord so if uh if you are not on our discord you're only getting half the season <laughs> it's very true it's very behind the scenes and if you want to follow me ryan you can find all of my social links in the show notes but consistently it's the ryan lasala at a social media website of your choosing and if you want to follow me clarabelle i'm at clarabelle underscore ortega pretty much everywhere as well all the links are in the show notes go follow us go buy our books we need money for lip injection <laughs> yeah yeah and <laughs> you know those double men tb sunrise specials they're expensive they're they, expen- add up. they add up so send us on the vacation of our dreams to a carnival cruise in the sky. Thank you for listening, Hot Queens. <laughs> See you next week, Hot Bye. Queens. Bye. Okay. I feel like an NPR person who's like, your contribution could send these co-hosts. We support you so that you support us. Stupid. Okay. Goodbye.